0: I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy and a safe holiday season. Everyone here at my law firm hopes that you don't need our services, especially this time of year. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Chicago Bulls, by not by much, uh, by a score of 95-89 to at home at Scotiabank Arena. It was uh, yet another ugly performance by the Raptors, who scored only 14 points in the first quarter, Uh, and then, you know, steady themselves, but still, that 14 points in the first quarter was really ugly. The Raptors overall on the night shot 37%, and as much as a win can feel like a loss, this was it. I mean, the Chicago Bulls are trash. Like, they are so, so bad, and their best player, Zach Levine, shot 3 of 17 from the field um, for 13 points, and so, you know, I mean, you know, this was, it was just ugly. It was just ugly Uh, all around. I mean, offensively, it was a struggle yet again, continuing from the Orlando game. Maybe not as bad as the Orlando game, um, but also the Bulls aren't as bad as Orlando. The Orlando Bulls, Orlando Magic, are way better than these Bulls. Um, And so maybe there is some equivalence there. The common... Uh, between those two games that the Raptors can't finish at the basket all of a sudden. I mean, they can't really shoot from three. We already knew that. But the three, um, they've been consistently able to get to the basket all year. They've been over 60% in the restricted area. These last two games have really dragged them down and under. Um, You know, they shot 11 of 36 within the restricted area uh, against the Orlando Magic. And uh, today they shot 20 of 42 from the restricted area. Um, against the Bulls, and the Bulls don't exactly have great defenders. I mean, the Bulls, you got to give them credit for playing a lot better defensively. I think um, Jim Boylan, as much as he's sort of, you know, been a joke and sort of, you know, made these guys run the beep test and shit like that, like, these guys are playing a lot harder than they were before. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, we saw the Raptors play the Bulls earlier this year in Chicago, and the Raptors smacked them with, like, G-leaguers, so um, – you know, the fact that they actually came in today and, and gave up a good effort was, you know, uh, a testament to the coach. And the Bulls were playing a lot tougher defensively, but come on. Like, you got to just do better. Like, the ball movement is just completely absent. The Raptors finished with 17 assists as a team, which is just really, really poor. Uh, it's only assists on 50% of their baskets. And, you know, a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that the Raptors just went to isolation all the time. I mean, in the first quarter when the Raptors only had 14 points. Every single starter took their chance, tried their hand at an isolation. Danny Green tried an isolation. Van Blee tried isolations. Kawhi mostly does isolations. Pascal, you know, looked off other people and just tried to go for the drive. And Ibaka, you know, same thing. It's just it's ugly. Like, OG Ananobi tried his hand at a, you know, <laughs> he, he tried isolating early in the first quarter. Like, what are you doing? OG Ananobi, like, bro, like. OG was disappointed in this game, very disappointing, I thought, because um, he let Chandler Hudgeson score 5 of 5 with 11 points. Just OG's defensive efforts weren't quite there today. But, I mean, it's just as a whole, the Raptors just didn't run very good offense. And a lot of that was because, you know, look, you don't have Kyle Larry, you don't have Jonas Valanciunas, those are your two longest-serving players. And a lot of the system is built around those guys, and specifically in the middle pick-and-roll action when the Raptors are dominant. I mean, when they were rolling earlier this season, it's because they couldn't, teams couldn't stop them in their pick-and-roll action. Kyle was such a good playmaker. He was leading, obviously, the league in assists for a long time for Westbrook caught up. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, passing out to Serge, to JV, to Pascal, you know, the way he was finding Danny open for threes, you know, off those high pick-and-rolls. You know, Kawhi was getting threes as well. Um, and then the way Kyle was able to find Kawhi in the post. like that. Regardless, that the pick-and-roll action is like the backbone of the Raptors' offense, and they just couldn't, they just can't replicate that without Kyle. It, it just it just doesn't work. You know, they can have all the other pieces, but you know the is not gonna be the same. Van Bleet's not gonna be able to do the same as Kyle. Like he's just not gonna be able to finish the same way Kyle can. And and that's I'm talking about this year's Kyle where he's very limited. Van Vliet still can't finish. Um, even to that level. And same thing with DeLon right? I mean, Delon, the teams challenge him to shoot the three, most of the time he will not shoot the three. And when he actually just shoot the ball, it's actually not bad. But he just doesn't want to shoot the three. And so, like, these pick-and-rolls go nowhere. And it's not the same with Boucher. It's not the same with Ibaka sort of taking on more of a play. Like, Ibaka tried to post up a bunch of times today. Like, man, Ibaka, please, just don't do it, man. I, I don't need that. Um, Monroe, it's, it's just not the same. It, it's the, the central action for the Raptors is just not there. And so the Raptors really struggled. You know, they eventually got through, and they got the win, because, you know, the Bulls are trash, and Kawhi Leonard actually came alive in the fourth quarter, really made a point to get to the basket, very assertive, got to the free throw line a ton, they only had one free throw attempt in the first half, got 10 in the second half, um, and then Pascal, you know, making plays and stuff like that, Surge And you know, they did enough to get over the edge, but, like, man, it just wasn't a very aspiring performance, like, they could do a lot better than this. They could do, and they should need to do a lot better than this, man. I mean, like, the upcoming schedule is nasty, right? They play the Utah Jazz uh, on Tuesday, January 1st. Like, okay, it's not too tough of an opponent, but I mean, still, the Jazz can be very good, and they have one of the best shot blockers in the league. So I'll, I'll see, you know, if the Raptors can actually generate some. Uh, offense in the paint because it's going to be tough. They're going to have, you know, Rudy Gobert and also Derek Favors back there. And then they play the Spurs on the road. Not easy whatsoever. Um, the Spurs have really caught fire these days. And, you know, it's going to be an emotional game. You know, Kawhi is going to be really the focus of attention there. Like, it's just not going to be an easy game. And, um, you know, Milwaukee after that on the fifth. Like, the Raptors have already lost their first two games to Milwaukee. They're going to go on the road to Milwaukee. They've already lost the first seed. You know, whatever. seating is not too important in January, though. Obviously, the Raptors aren't playing for the regular season, but still, you really want to do that? You really want to do that game with the way the Raptors are playing right now? No. Not at all. Look at these last couple games, man. It's, it's been ugly. It's been really ugly, right? Like, losing to Philadelphia by 25 points, then barely beating the Heat, and they really only play like a quarter and a half in that game, and then Orlando Magic, they don't show up at all. Then they barely squeaked by the Chicago Bulls. You think you could take that kind of BS into Milwaukee and get a win? No. And then the back-to-back against Indiana, which we already saw Indiana come to Toronto, and the Raptors stole it from them at the last second. I mean, like, it's it, got to do better, man. They got to do better. They got they got a lot of things to figure out. They got to run some more practices. They got to get this team situated because it can't be a situation where only Kyle Ired knows how to run the team. Because the rest of the, like, you know, there's just too much talent for that to be completely wasted for that one individual variable. And obviously Kyle is a great player. Kyle is getting paid $30 million. So, you know, that respl- reflects his importance to the organization. But you got to have some kind of next level where someone's got to be able to step up and carry this, right? Because this is, like, 2016-17 when Kyle Lowry got injured. DeMar DeRozan leading the team with Cora Joseph level ugly right now. These are ugly, ugly wins. And... um you know, they could just do better, man. They could do better, and like nobody want to watch this shit. No offense. I mean, I don't want to come all across as spoiled or whatever, because you know Raptors fans, we can never be spoiled after you know watching Baranyi and shit. But like, <sighs> they're better than this. They're better than this. And uh, you know, I like the attitude the uh, the players and also Nick Nurse took in the post game. Um, you know, they they really talked about not being satisfied. And <laughs> It's actually funny to watch Nictors be like, "Well, it was a great effort for the Bulls. And, uh, you know, just their disappointment even after a win. I mean, you got to keep expectations high. And the Raptors are better than this, man. They're they're a lot better than this. They really have to figure out this ball movement thing. 17 assists is not going to fly. It's just not. And the Bulls are playing good defense. They're not that good. These are the Bulls. You got to do better than that. Um, in terms of other minor miscellaneous notes, um, C.J. Miles stapled to the bench. Lorenzo Brown got three minutes ahead of C.J. Miles. Uh, Norm came back um, from his one-game personal absence. And uh, even though he wasn't good, he was 2 of 9, and he missed all five of his threes, C.J. still didn't come back into the game. Why? Because at least Powell was playing some defense. Powell played some good defense tonight. I really credit him for that. Um, Took a couple of shifts on Zach Levine, which was very productive. Levine shot 3 of 17, like I mentioned earlier. Um, Boucher came in for five minutes. Very intriguing. Uh, hit a corner three off a driving kick from Pascal and uh, also had two blocks, um, offensive rebound, and that possession that led to a three pointer, which Boucher hit. Um, and, you know, I mean, he got unlucky on some foul calls. I thought he was very active around the basket. Both foul calls, productive fouls, where the Guy was going to the rim. He's challenging on the basket. If you take a foul there, I don't mind. That's that's not bad. But um, for the most part, Boucher is very intriguing in those five minutes. He should see more minutes. He really should. And the Raptors have a decision to make. I mean, you know, um, you know, Lorenzo Brown has a guaranteed date sometime in January. And Boucher, you know, can be converted to a uh, minimum contract. So do you want to keep Boucher? And maybe you let Lorenzo go and then you use that extra spot for someone else. Who knows? But in the meantime, that's a decision the Raptors have to make. But um, Boucher's interesting. He really is interesting. If he can hit the three, that's, that's something. And if he can protect the basket, that's something else. Um, man, and it's nice because you could tell he's already a fan favorite. He plays really hard. Um, Jack Armstrong already gave him uh, his own <laughs> signature call. I mean, that the hello is was replaced by bonjour, which is uh, it's pretty cute. I thought it was cute. Uh, and Boucher deserved those. He had some great blocks. I mean, he blocked a shit out of Levine in one of those plays. Um, so I mean, let's 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 see Boucher get more run. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not in the next four games, considering these are pretty tough games. But, uh, you know, when some of these other opponents come through, when you see more of the Bulls, you see more of the Magic, like, damn, put Boucher out there. Let me see what, he, what he's got. Um, but, yeah, as a whole, the Raptors just got to do better, man. This is not a great performance. In terms of your three stars, oof, it's not tough. I mean, first one, Pascal. Pascal is um, – I thought he actually – Forced his offense a lot today, but I mean, you still can't argue with the results. Like the fact that he got 20 points and 12 rebounds with four assists in 34 minutes uh, on seven of 12 shooting, he hit us only three of the game. That was in the fourth quarter, too. You know, got to the line for six free throws, hit five of them. Like, you can't argue with those results, even though I thought he was really, really forcing a shot. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. And, <laughs> The fact that he got four assists is uh, impressive considering the rest of the team just wasn't doing much. But I really do think that there's more playmaking that Pascal can do. He's just not able to do that right now because the team needs him to score so much. Um, Second start, I'm going to give that to Danny Green. I thought he was just very solid overall. Ten points, four rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Classic Danny Green, four of eight, two of five. Every open three, you expect him to hit. He's going to hit. You know, just solid all around. And uh, I liked the defense that he played on the perimeter against some of the guys the Bulls had um, because Levine was his assignment, and Levine shot 3 of 17. Meanwhile, I would give the I would give the third – I mean, I have to give the third side to Kawhi Leonard because, you know, he did objectively do more than the rest of these other guys, but, like, it wasn't exactly a very inspiring 27.9 rebound performance in Kawhi Leonard. Maybe I'm nitpicking here. I'm getting a little bit selfish whatever, but, like, a little bit spoiled. But, like, look, man, Drew Holiday beat him on a couple – Couple of drives. All right. Not just one, but a couple. Alright. Kawhi also had some turnovers that just were pretty bad. Uh and, and a lot of that those turnovers really came down to the fact that Kawhi just doesn't pass the ball. Like he doesn't. Um, you know, if he gets a double team, then yes, he will consider passing, but for the most part, passing is not on his list of priorities. And it kind of throws the offense out of whack because A, he's always got to play in the half court, which is fine. You actually want to use that in a particular context. It's really up to the rest of the guys to come up with transition plays or something like that. And he does contribute too by getting steals and whatnot. Although today, no steals, no blocks, whatever, right? Um, but you just got you, you to gotta do more, more playmaking. You just have to, right? Like on, on Obviously, that's not really his job normally, but with Kyle out, you got to do more playmaking. And the fact that you took 22 shots and took 11 free throws and had two turnovers, right? So that's you know, almost 30 possessions right there, and you got zero assists, like, it's not even a situation where, like, there's a lot of other games, I've talked about Kawhi Leonard having low assist numbers, but it's because other guys couldn't hit shots, this was not the case today, Kawhi just wasn't passing whatsoever, and, you know, he had a couple layups from him out, whatever, and overall, it's kind of an efficient game, but, like, dude, you can't, zero assists, really? It's it's a tough look, that's all I'm saying, it's a tough look, you know, The, the team takes after its best player, and, you know, uh, that's just something where Kawhi needs to, you know, really needs to work on both Kawhi and also the coaching staff and the rest of the team really need to work on how he can have plays where he initiates the play more than he's specifically finishing because, like, you know, zero—it's just a bad look. That's all. But I mean, I guess Kawhi gets a third star in terms of your Gerald Henderson it goes to Chandler Hutchinson. He was um, torching OG, just torching him. I mean, he had five of five shooting. Uh, it is only three of the game. And, you know, OG's a good defender, but today Hutchison just drove right past him. I thought OG took a couple angles where he was having to help him uh, follow him towards the rim, and Monroe was not exactly a rim protector, although Monroe is actually okay today defensively overall. But, yeah, Hutchison was just burning OG, so I'm giving it to Hutchison. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if this sounded depressing or whatever, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, the Raptors still got to win. It's great. I-, I love that. You know, I-, I want the Raptors to win every night regardless of the circumstances. But they got to play better, man. As, you know what I mean? Like, the regular season is oh, cool, whatever. The last game of December, you know, we're about to go into the new year. That's cool. You know, these games, we're going to forget all about these games uh, when the playoffs come around. But in the meantime, though, they're, they're kind of scuffling, man. They got to they gotta pick themselves up a little bit. And I thought they would really bounce back from the Orlando game. They did not, really. We'll see what happens in U- against Utah. They could really, really use a win against Utah before they go out to San Antonio. Um, so I'll be watching carefully and closely to that. But um, in the meantime, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Thanks to all the listeners. Um, seriously, it's uh, it's been a lot of podcasts in 2018. And so I appreciate everyone that's uh, tuned in for one or all of the shows, anywhere in between. You know, I really do appreciate it. I'm happy that you guys are able to follow along this Raptors journey with me as well. Like, I mean, look, 2018. It was a very successful year for the Raptors. Um, a lot of good things happening. You know, you got Dwayne Casey coaching the All-Star game. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan at the All-Star game. You know, playing against Dwayne, that was pretty fun. Um, you know, the Wizards series was, I thought, overall a blast, despite the fact that they lost two games. I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, obviously, the Cleveland series was very, very jarring, and, you know, they had to, you know, reshape everything. But, hey, they came out of it with, you know, um, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year. That was – Pretty cool, I thought. A nice organizational achievement and also uh it was nice to see the one case he uh, recognized because over the course of his seven seasons with the Raptors, he deserved uh to be recognized for what he did. Um that yeah, I mean the Raptors got con Leonard and Danny Green that's in the summertime, you know, they've they've had all these all these access. I mean, this is definitely the year where the Raptors have had more covers than any other year, so you know, y- you gotta be happy. I mean there was no Christmas game, but There's a lot of wins, a lot, a lot of wins, uh, 59 wins specifically last year. And who knows how many they end up with this year. Um, so it's a fun year. I hope for more of it. I hope everyone has a safe and happy new years. And then in terms of the Raptors weekly podcast, uh, it's been a holiday. So, you know, I've been a little bit sluggish and a little bit lazy. I'm not gonna lie. I've been a holiday, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to put on an episode tomorrow. It depends on who's available to be a guest, but, um, Yeah, I'll put one out tomorrow. But in the meantime, Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, I'll talk to you again either tomorrow or on the first when the Raptors play Utah.